In five, four, three, two. Ladies and gentlemen, the following is a recreation of the very first radio broadcast in the history of the world. The story you are about to hear is true. It's true, Texas Picks? Well, mostly true. It was Christmas Eve, 1906. There were, of course, no radios as we know them. There were, however, wireless telegraph receivers aboard many ships on the high seas. On this dark and stormy Christmas Eve, the USS Longhorn, out of Galveston, Texas, plowed through the choppy, storm-tossed waters of the vast North Atlantic Ocean. On duty in the wireless room of the rocking, heaving ship is a familiar, wizened, though young, figure. Oh, woe is me. All alone on the storm-tossed waters of the vast North Atlantic on Christmas Eve. No, nothing but dit, dad, dit to keep me company. Hey, wait a minute. That's Morse code for CQ, CQ. That means something important's about to come in. Hello, hello. Hello out there to anyone who can hear me. Who's talking? Where's that coming from? Hello, this is Reginald A. Fessenden in Grant Rock, Massachusetts. Oh, it is Christmas Eve, December 24th, 1906. This is the first radio broadcast in the history of mankind. Oh. I should like to wish everyone within the sound of my voice a very Merry Christmas. Oh, holy cow, a voice from the ether. Next thing you know, he's going to be playing music. Oh. Now, for your listening pleasure, I should like to play a violin solo of Gounod's Oh, Holy Night. Oh, oh I don't believe it. Voices and music over the airwaves. Oh, this is the best Christmas present I ever had. Oh, I wonder where it'll all lead. Oh. This concludes our program. This is Reginald A. Fessenden signing off for now, but you will hear from us again. Good night and peace on earth to men of goodwill. Nice job, Mr. Fessenden. Thank you, Miller. Are we off the air, Hatfield? Yeah, Chief. Captain Zeno, to be on the safe side, you'd better send out an all-clear in Morse code. Well, gentlemen, I don't know for sure that anyone anywhere heard this broadcast, but but I believe that they did. And I believe this will be a Christmas Eve which will be long remembered. I believe that 50, 60, no, 83 years from now, on a night such as this, when everyone is home for the holidays, will be the ultimate radio show. A radio show with accordions, harmony, music, yodeling, melodrama, sound effects, a deep-voiced announcer oh, that's so many... I think you've been hitting the eggnog a little heavy there. Listen, let's pack up and get out of here. <laughs> yodeling animal noises. <laughs> Fessenden, you're dreaming. It's time to saddle up and ride the airwaves once again with America's favorite cowboys, Riders in the Sky. To Slim, the man of many hats, put it Paul, the king of the cowboy fiddlers, and Ranger Doug, the idol of American youth. This is Texas Big Defender inviting you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program. We're going to deck 
the halls and a caribou crew. We're gonna have a fall and howl at the moon. Oh, 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 oh. Yodeling you. Every buckaroo and buckaroo. Happy holidays to all of you. From rhymes in the sky. So come on and let's ride. And now, with the 2055th performance of their career, here are Riders in the Sky. Wow. Thank you. I've never heard one like that. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, buckaroos and buckarettes, and thank you, Texas Vix Bender, the voice that sold a million baby chicks over border radio. This is Ranger Doug, idol of American youth, welcoming you once again, oh well, welcoming you for the first time to the first ever Riders Radio Theater Christmas special. And before we hit the Santa Claus trail, let me take just a moment to introduce Riders in the Sky to you. Over to my left, that's your right, as you gather around the warm glow from the dial of your grieved synchro phase seven, is the young man who sings the melody and plays the string bass in our trio. He's sort of the loose bulb in the string. He's too slim. Right, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Doug. Right, you are Angel Doug. See, I aim to have a little art. Yes, you certainly are. Thank you, Too Slim. And now to my right, in answer to a little girl's letter. Yes, Virginia, there is a king of the cowboy fiddlers, and he is Woody Paul. Woody, 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 Woody. Thank you, friends. Thank you so very much. God bless you for that wonderful, warm, and generous applause. And now, the shining star in the big white hat at the top of our trio is, of course, the idol of American youth, Ranger Doug. There he is. Thank you very much. And of course, no introduction to Riders in the Sky would be complete without the leader of our orchestra, the man who can turn any Christmas song into a polka, Joey the Cow Polka King. <laughs> Well, this seems like a good place to start out with a big old Christmas yodel, and that's just what we're going to do. Darkling clouds are gathering in the sky. So ride along. Swift on wings of night, how we will fly. So ride along. Where someone waits with laughing eyes. So ride along. She waits by firelight. Nostrils flare in the cold night air. She's waiting there for me. Don't step slow through the drifting snow with a yodel lady. You'll soon be warm in the big dark barn and safe from harm. You'll see. As she waits, I know beneath the mistletoe with the yodel lady. So right. Through stormy clouds that gather high on the hills above. I 
The Riders Radio Theater Rootin' Tootin' Cowboy Christmas Special will return following this message from our longtime sponsor, Campfire Light Records. Here is widely ignored musicologist, Mr. H.H. Hammerhead Stilson. Neighbors, you say you've heard everything at Christmas time. You say you've heard singing dogs. You say you've heard singing chipmunks. You say you've heard singing ducks. But have you heard the singing yodeling, dancing cows? Got you there, didn't I? Well, then, hold on to your hats, buckaroos, and buckarets, because you ain't heard nothing yet, and I do mean heard. Just in time for Christmas, Campfire Light Records announces the release of their great new eight-track album by Hormel Tuba and the Mighty Herd of Joy, entitled Christmas Thunder. Yeah, 16 tons of fun when the all-male section of this awesome corral group, the Jingle Bowl, sings. Jingle, jingle, jingle all the way. Here comes the mighty herd of joy chorus line. Yes, Campfire Records has seen a yawning, aching void in good mighty media holiday entertainment and has answered your cattle call. You've heard of the old legend that the animals talk on Christmas Day. Well, neighbors, in this case, they not only talk, they sing yodel and dance. Oh, deck the stalls with goats and fodder. This fabulous collection also includes hits like I'll Be Horn for Christmas, I'm Dreaming of a White-Faced Christmas, and of course, oh, holy cow. Yes, you can close the barn door, but it's too late. This extravaganza has already escaped, and it's headed right down Santa Claus Lane to your home for only $9.99. You heard me right, only $9.99. Here's how to get yours. You get your personal late track of Christmas Thunder by Hormel Tuba and the Mighty Herd of Joy. Have your Visa, Albanian Express, or MasterCard ready. Leave out an R and call 1-900-OK-CORRAL. That's 1-900-OK-CORRAL, and don't forget to leave out that R. And now to make your spirits bright and gay, here again, a riders in the sky. Thank you very much. Thank you. People all over the country are kind of curious as to how we spend our Christmas, and here's a song that tells you just what we do at Christmas at the Triple X Ranch. There's a cabin on the prairie, and its windows glowing brightly. A homecoming pony starts to prance. For the door is open slightly, where the snow sprinkles lightly. It's Christmas at the Triple X Ranch. There's a pine tree in the corner and the cowboys decorated Hanging stars and prickly pears from every branch Wrapping presents they created for the day anticipated It's Christmas at the Triple X Ranch What'd you get, Ranger Doug? Got an old cold revolver with new pearl handles Some snuff and a fancy silver can Boy, thanks for the jug of fire water and the red long handles All for Christmas at the Triple X Ranch All for Christmas The turkey's on the table. The boys have asked their ladies for a dance. And they're singing loud and merry can be heard across the prairie. It's Christmas at the Triple X Ranch. Yodel lady, yodel oh, yodel lady, hey. Merry Christmas from the Triple X Ranch. At this time... We switch live to the National Press Club in Washington, D.C., where the Commissioner of Christmas is just concluding his State of the Holiday Address. 
And so, ladies and gentlemen of the press, I can assure you that the overall state of Christmas is healthy. We anticipate record numbers of visions of sugar plums and that everything is in place for the best holiday ever. Now, I do have time for a few questions. Yes, you over there. Uh, yes, sir. Dal Fowler of the Sporting News, sir. What about the designated reindeer rule? Is, is it here to stay? Look, Dal, I... I know there are some die-hard traditionalists who earnestly believe that a team is exactly a tiny reindeer, but our market research has shown that millions of kids worldwide support the designated leader. Dale Rudolph is here to say we, we can't turn back the clock. Uh, yes, uh, uh, Red, Bar Red Barber from Morning Edition. Yes, thank you, Colonel Commissioner. Uh, recent photos of the eight tiny reindeer show that uh, Donda and uh, Blitzen are not so tiny anymore. Uh, rumors of steroid use at the North Pole are rampant. Could you comment on this, uh, please? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly aware that Donder and Blitzen have bulked up considerably since last season. I believe this can be attributed solely to the outstanding weightlifting program that Santa introduced following that near disaster over Fargo last year. As uh, you know, the true meaning of Christmas can only be realized in a natural, unaltered state. Santa and the reindeer certainly know that. Yes, but Colonel Commissioner, will they uh, submit to uh, testing? I, I don't really think we need to worry about this, Red. Uh, besides, have you ever tried getting a reindeer to stand motionless over one of those little bottles? <laughs> uh, next, you over there, the lady with the big hat there. Gertrude Slime of the National Enquirer, sir. Yeah. Uh, what really happened in Zsa Zsa's living room last Christmas Eve? <laughs> that again. As you well know, the only people in the living room that night were Santa Claus and Zsa Zsa. There were no witnesses. I have Santa's sworn deposition on what took place, and I'm 110% satisfied with it. You might ask yourself, between Santa Claus and Zsa Zsa Gabor, who needs the publicity? Thank you. Over here, please. Over there, Mr. You, sir. John Hungadunga from the Wall Street Journal, sir. Recent speculation on the proposed merger between you and one Lawrence Rabbit, a.k.a. the Easter Bunny, has sent your stock soaring. What's behind these rumors? Uh, thank you for that question, Mr. Hungadunga. Uh, Mr. Rabbit and I have conducted preliminary talks, and there are areas, particularly in production, where a merger could make sense to both parties, but... Public reaction has been so strong and vocal that we've discontinued all negotiations. If I may coin a phrase, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> what about... What about over here, please. Yeah, over there. Tiny Tim, is he still holding out for more money? Well, Tim's agent and I spoke only this morning. We are not that far apart monetarily. I realize Tim is important to Christmas. He adds a great deal to the sentiment and meaning of the day. But after all, as I told his agent, <laughs> he only has one line. <laughs> Give me a break. One more, please. Just while there's a... Rudolph, in the... Expansion, yes. Well, it comes up every year. My feeling is that when the time is right and anchor department stores are in place, we'll move and not before. We're looking specifically at franchises in Eastern Europe, and we're always willing to talk to anybody worldwide. Now, I, I must be going. Merry Christmas to all, and to all, uh, a good night. Uh, well, the commissioner has apparently left the building, so we'll now return to our regular programming, which will continue with more of the Riders Radio Theater Christmas special. Right after this short pause. Programming on WVXU is made possible in part by the Physicians Underwriting Fund, with support from Dr. Alvin H. Crawford and Dr. Dennis R. Roy, specializing in pediatric orthopedic surgery. Offices located at Children's Hospital Medical Center, Ellen and Bethesda Avenues in Clifton.
WVXU Cincinnati, WVXC Chillicothe, WVXR New Paris Richmond, and WVXM West Union. Radio with a view. Welcome back. Riders Radio Theater is a mammoth radio pictures production in association with WVXU. This program is being taped live before a sold-out audience at the Emory Theater in Cincinnati, Ohio. We pause now for this public service announcement from the office of the Commissioner of Christmas. Hello, friends, and season's greetings. I'm superstar Woody Paul with a word to the wise from the Genuine Christmas Seal Society of America. This Christmas season, show your friends and relatives that you care enough to attach to every card and package you send a genuine seagoing mammalian pinniped, not a cheap imitation. I'm superstar Woody Paul reminding you the best deal, a real seal. And now, Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, parts one and two of the exciting Christmas melodrama, The Night They Bushwhacked Christmas. Now, part one entitled, When Good Santas Go Bad. Was the day before Christmas and all through the land, everybody was bustling with last-minute plans. There was shopping and wrapping and baking to do as all awaited a visit from old you-know-who. The valley was glistening with fast-falling snow and the riders rehearsed for their big Christmas Eve show. Hey, you want to do that original one more time? Sure, I'm riding home on Christmas Eve, rolling along with the tumbleweed, the winter wind.
Yeah, that's great. 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 Yeah, that's Hey, boys, boy, looky out that window. That snow's coming down out there, and you better shake a leg if you're going to get in down in time for your 8 o'clock show at the kids' hospital. What time is it, Sidney? Well, according to my Gabby Hayes watch, here is uh, 3.30, and that snow out there is expected to be a buzzard tonight. Blizzard. Blizzard, Blizzard. tonight, yes. So if I was you, buckaroos, I'd get a move on. Well, I guess you're right, Sidney. Come on, boys, let's get going. Yeah, but before... Before we go, boys, I want to bring in a load of firewood. Yeah, We're yeah. going to need a big roaring fire in that fireplace tonight. Woody, you can't build a fire in the fireplace tonight. Santa Claus comes tonight. Santa? Yeah. Slim, you're a grown man, somewhere between 23 and 45 years old. Surely you don't still believe that Santa Claus is going to come down our chimney. Well, I most certainly do. Slim, that's just a myth. It's folklore. No, it isn't. Slim, you got to look at this thing logically, right, Ranger Dye? Well, that's usually a pretty good approach. Well, all right, fine, logic. I'll prove it to you using the logic that Pascal developed back in the 17th century. Pascal? Well, uh, yeah, wasn't he the fellow who said that all human evil comes from somebody not being able to sit still in a room? <laughs> oh, that guy. <laughs> yeah, and his wager goes like this. Imagine, see, if you will, that there is no Santa and that you don't believe in him. So what, right? And now imagine, okay, that there is a Santa, and you do believe in him. Great, right? But suppose there is a Santa, but you don't believe in him. Oh, no, that would be terrible, because he won't come down your chimney, and he won't leave you any presents, because, Woody Paul, you don't believe in him. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. See? Slam. It's logic, and it's great. You lose nothing in believing in him, even if you're wrong. I give up. Ranger Doug, break the news to this guy, will you? Well, actually, if you think of Santa Claus as part of what Jung called the manifestation of the collective unconscious, then I guess you could say that Too Slim does have a point. Well, he got a point, all right, right under his steps and merch. I had enough all this logic. I got to get into town and get my Christmas goose. Moosh. I'll meet y'all at the hospital. Moosh. You get a goose every Christmas, don't you, side me? Yes, I do. Seems to take longer every year, too. Well, <laughs> I'll see you, boys. Moosh. Well, we all better get going. We just have time to feed the stock, clean up, and make the show. Yeah, it'll be close to midnight before we get home now. You better think about what I said about Santa Claus. And so the riders are off on their merry way. All across Cumbleweed Valley, the snow is falling, the thermometer is dropping. But spirits are rising. Everywhere the milk of human kindness is overflowing. Everywhere, that is, except in the small back room of the Dragult Saloon. Here there are no candles in the window, no wreaths on the door, no festive tree, no decorations of any kind. Because here is the lair of a man never known to sit still in a room. His name is Slocum. <laughs> I'm scheming just to blight Christmas. <laughs> Not bad. Now, let's add these up here. Now, these used Nintendos are bringing 46, 21. Eh? Ah, come on in, Charlie. <laughs> Merry Christmas, boss. Christmas, eh? Just another excuse to put your hand in another guy's pocket. <laughs> hey, maybe that ain't so bad after all. <laughs> uh, speaking of Christmas, Charlie, I got a little something for you. Take a look in that box beside you there. Present? Oh, boss, a present for me? Yeah, what's the matter, Charlie? Didn't nobody ever give you anything on Christmas before? Well, a few years ago, a judge gave me 10 to 20. <laughs> That's a good one. Open the box, Charlie. Right. <laughs> well, what do you think about it? There's nothing in here but a Santa Claus suit. Right, Charlie, you're going to be Santa Claus tonight. <laughs> hey, Slocum, we got a Republican administration. Nobody believes in Santa Claus. Yeah. 
You'd be surprised, Charlie. There's a lot of grown-ups somewhere between 23 and 45 right here in this valley. Believe he'll be coming right down their chimney tonight. It's hard to believe, Ah, trust me, Charlie. In that get-up, you'll be able to knock over every ranch house in Tumbleweed Valley without a peep on anybody. Hey, it looks like that suit's going to be a good fit. Oh, yeah, well, it's kind of flimsy, boss. Yeah. This thing been fireproofed? Yeah. It looks like a hot bowl of Cincinnati chili had set it off. Yeah. Well, that fireproofing was so expensive, I wouldn't go for it. But yeah. I'll tell you what, you look good in the suit, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> now, listen up. Here's yeah. how we're going to bushwhack Christmas. You hit the west end of the valley, you drop off a load here, and then you hit the east end. Yeah. Only take the VCRs, the TVs, and the Nintendos. I can oh, change the brands yeah. and unload them in a hurry. While this vile viper and his 300-pound doofus plot their Christmas evil, the sun sinks in the west, night falls, and the snowstorm increases in its fury. Meanwhile, in Tumbleweed City, Sidemeat gets his goose. Well, whoopee, Mike! And all across the valley, beds are turned down and children tucked in early as all the way to visit from old you-know-who. But on this night before Christmas, coming to the house is a 300-pound doofus, Charlie the Louse. Clemmy Moore, if you don't get in the bed and go to sleep right now, Santa Claus will never come. Oh, my. I want to stay up and see come Santa. On. Come on, come on. You'll be sorry if you try that, young man. No, all right. I'm getting in bed, see? Yeah, get on in I'm there. going to sleep, see? I'm closing my eyes. All right. I'm asleep now. Hops, 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 hops. Now, Pa and I can go to sleep, too. I wish you would. So Monarch Kerchief and Pa and his cap were oblivious to all in their long winter's nap, and when down through the chimney there arose such a clatter, only little Clemmy sprang from his bed to see what was the matter. Ooh. Oh. Santa, I knew you'd come. Shut up, punk. Where's the milk and cookies? Oh, gee, they're right here. We baked them just for you. Yeah, great. Not bad. Hey, where's the Nintendo? Over there, by the TV and the VCR. Hey, give me a hand here just to put them in my sack. Oh, sure. <laughs> Gee, does this mean you're bringing us new ones? Yeah, kid, that's it. New ones. Just wait around, maybe next year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 See, but... Oh, he went up the chimney. Where's, where's my presents? Santa! Santa, where's my... And when Clemmy told how Santa had gone with a poof, taking the TV and VCR, his dad hit the roof. Hello? Sheriff's office. Yep, I sheriff drywall here. Sir? You say Santa Claus stole your TV, VCR, and Nintendo? Santa Claus? Listen, Hoss, prank calls are against the law, especially on Christmas Eve. Now, you put the cork back in that bottle and hit the hay, partner. Charlie wasted no time, but kept to his work in one house after another, thought Santa a jerk. So not long after leaving, he found himself back at the Dry Gulch Saloon, unloading his pack. <laughs> Good to have you back, Charlie. <laughs> nice haul. I like your presents. That's <laughs> so funny. Presents. See, it has two meanings. It's, uh, it's a two. Forget it. You, you, need, you need to get going, Charlie. You still have the east end of the valley to cover. Yeah, and it's really coming down out there. Looks like the blizzard's on its way. Yeah, it's good, Charlie. Sheriff Drywall wouldn't go out on a night like this for nothing, but it won't stop you. You're the human snowplow, right? Right, <laughs> boss. <laughs> By the way, Charlie, the last ranch on your list is the Triple X. That's where the goody two-shoes riders in the sky live. They've been a pain in my neck all year long. 
Tis the season for payback, right? right. <laughs> so steal the usual stuff. But while you're there, leave them this little present. Hey, nice looking package, <laughs> boss. What's it say? Do not open till 1 p.m. on December 25th, Charlie. What is it? A clock? Yeah, a clock with a punch. It's a clock radio time bomb. So... Made out of plastic explosive. has the power of half a ton of TNT, and it's tamper-proof. There's no way on earth to stop him from detonating at exactly 1 p.m. on Christmas Day. Just may it why way of helping those cornball cowboys have a real blast this Christmas. <laughs> right, a blast. <laughs> I guess this makes you the little bomber boy. <laughs> right, boss. Is this the end of Christmas as we know it? Why a goose? Will Riders in the Sky be blown to smithereens on Christmas Day? To find out, stay tuned to this station for part two of the night they bushwhacked Christmas entitled Barumpa Pum. It's eye-twinkling, cheek-dimpling, merry old melodrama you won't want to miss. And it's coming up later in this broadcast at this Theater of the Mind. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you, Texas Fitzbender. Well, it's time for a little music once again. And, you know, we've all spent quite a bit of time out on the range writing Christmas songs just for this big show. Well, we, we got Joey, the Sultan of the Stomach Steinway, to contribute one of his. And, well, if we know Joey, we know it's got to be a polka. One, two, three. <laughs> Let's have an old-fashioned Christmas polka On this happy holiday Let's have an old-fashioned Christmas polka And throw our cares away We'll gather round the old pie and eat And sing all the songs we know I'll play the fiddle, I'll play the bass Fellas, I'll set the pace. Let it snow, let it snow, here we go. Texas Bixbender here with an amazing Yuletide offer for your household. Have you ever thought how wonderful it would be to have living ornaments for your Christmas tree? That's right, neighbors, I said living ornaments. Now, not only can you have a live tree in your living room, but thanks to the good folks at the Del Rio Chicken Ranch, 
You can also have living, breathing, turbine ornaments to decorate it with. Fantastic, isn't it? But it gets even better. Let me tell you about it. For only $9.99, the Del Rio Chicken Ranch will send you 100 fertile chicken eggs. Now, you get 50 red ones and 50 green ones, and each one has a bright piece of ribbon super glued to the top of it for easy attachment to your Christmas tree. If you don't delay an order now, they'll guarantee that your eggs will hatch on Christmas morning. Think about it, partners. You and your loved ones will wake up bright and early Christmas morning to the sweet sound of 100 live baby chicks chirping and scratching and doing what else comes naturally all around your merry Christmas home. And neighbors, don't forget, live baby chicks make great presents. So get a couple of hundred extra for that special someone because they're the gift that keeps on giving and keeps on saying. So get together and order yours today. Leave out an L and call 1-900-NO-L-EGGS. That's 1-900-NO-L-EGGS. And don't forget to leave out that L. The Riders Radio Theater Christmas Special will be right back, so don't touch that dial. It wouldn't be the cowboy way. Welcome back, Saddle Pals. Now be sure to stay tuned to this station or one much like it because immediately following this program is a special holiday presentation of the BBC broadcast of We Three Queens starring the Queen Elizabeth Trio. We three queens of royalty are Bearing regal songs from afar We're a match for Margaret Thatcher Driving our forge and Special guest will be Madeline Quayle, skating at Rockefeller Center. Oh, indeed. <laughs> and don't forget Barbara Bush and Reza Gorbachev, thumb wrestling. <laughs> First prize, Eastern Europe. <laughs> <laughs> and a special unveiling of Fergie's new tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, our music. Good King, King Wenceslas Wences lost his head early Christmas morning. If you only listen to one other Christmas special this season, make it We Three Queens starring the Queen Elizabeth Trio. It's royal entertainment at its finest. And now it's time for the thrilling conclusion of our exciting Christmas melodrama, The Night They Bushwhack Christmas. This episode entitled, Ba Rumpa Pum. As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, Slocum and Charlie are up to their ears in Christmas evil. Disguised as Santa Claus, Charlie is stealing every VCR, TV, and Nintendo in the valley. And then you take this radio time bomb to Riders in the Skies bunkhouse, eh? And you leave it there. <laughs> Say, you must be eating a lot of milk and cookies on your stops out there, Charlie. Well, why not? Hey, how'd you know? Yeah, because when you laugh, you don't shake like a bathtub full of jelly no more. More like a hot tub full of jelly. <laughs> easy on the weight jokes, Slim. Yeah, easy, Charlie. You better get going. You still have a lot of ground to cover. <laughs> so back into the storm he went so lively and quick, and soon ranch house after ranch house had their visit from the dark side St. Nick. 
tight squeeze. Either these chimneys are getting smaller. If Slocum was right, I better take it easy on the milk and cookies. Oatmeal, walnut, well, a few more won't hurt. Say, it's skim milk. I suppose that makes them cancel out, right? <laughs> but before too many wondering eyes did he appear and the phone calls were pouring in for Sheriff Drywall to hear. Hello? Buddy, Santa Claus couldn't have robbed you. Let's apply logic to it, like that fella Pasquale. Or Pasquale. Well, imagine that there's... Well, look, buddy, imagine there's a blizzard blowing out there and it's making people crazy. Just imagine that. Indeed, there is a swirling, blowing, growing blizzard out there, a fact that riders in the sky inside meet are very well aware of as they leave the children's hospital and struggle to make it home to the famed old Triple X Ranch for what's left of Christmas Eve. But as they close in on their destination, old you-know-who is already there. <laughs> Looks like nobody's home. Time for a visit from old Charlie Claus. <laughs> Quickly moving like a human snowplow through the blizzard, Charlie works his way around to the back of the ranch house and climbs up a handy cottonwood tree to the roof. He then crawls across it to the chimney. I'll just climb in here and... Oh, maybe I should have passed up them cookies. Oh, well, here I go. He goes, what? but only a few feet and then... Wait a minute. I can't get down. I can't get up. I'm stuck! As the storm rages, Charlie's struggle, his struggles cease. He has stopped to think, and this will take a while. Meanwhile, at the front of the ranch, four cold and weary travelers finally arrive home. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'll have a fire going in a jiffy, boys. Woody, I thought we settled that earlier. You can't build a fire in the fireplace. How's Santa going to get in? Slim, it's freezing in here. Woody's right, too. Who? Slim, we need a fire here. We could freeze. But how? Get in. We'll just leave a window unlatched for him. But he doesn't come in windows. He comes down chimneys. Slim, there are millions of homes around the world without fireplaces or chimneys. How do you think Santa Claus gets in those homes? Gee, I had never thought about that. Through a window, maybe? Thank you. Go ahead and start the fire, would you, Woody? Okay, Ranger Doug. Well, I'll turn on the radio see if I can find us some nice Christmas accordion music. Good idea, side mate. Say... Did you get your Christmas goose? Boy, did I. Oh, was it a big one? Was it ever. I also got us a turkey I'm going to cook for dinner tomorrow. Let's see now, what was I doing? Oh, yeah, turn it on the radio. Here you go. Oh, that's mighty fine. We pause now in our program of pre-recorded Christmas accordion music for a short news update. I hope nothing bad. Humbleweed Valley has been hit by the worst winter storm of this century. Over 48 inches of snow has fallen within the last 24 hours and more is expected. The National Weather Service advises you to stay in and not to venture outside unless your clothes are on fire. This just in, reports are flooding into the Tumbleweed County Sheriff's Department that Santa Claus has turned bad. <gasps> Instead of leaving presents this year, he is taking them. Here's a portion of an interview with one of the victims. Yeah, yeah, it looked like Santa Claus, all right. I heard that. He not only took the milk and cookies, he took the Sony and the Panasonic, too. He's gone too far. Well, there you have it. This might be a good night to build a roaring fire in the fireplace and latch the windows. We continue now with our program of Christmas accordion music. Gee, I just don't believe it. Neither do I, Too Slim, but there's something familiar about evil like this. What do you mean, Ranger Duck? I mean, it has the feel of the tainted hand of Slocum about it. <gasps> Slocum! Exactly. So, Woody, that's... <laughs> it's a nice place you have going there, but it doesn't seem to be drawing very well. <laughs> I'll say, if this keeps up, it'll smoke my goose. There must be something stuck in the chimney, boys. 
Well, it's too smoky to stay in here. Let's go I'll outside. Go out and, yeah. go out and have a look here. Come on, let's leave the door open. Let's throw the smoke out. Walk oh, up on the roof. See if I can knock whatever it is loose. You better take something with you to knock it loose with, Woody. Good idea, Slim. This metal fence post here ought to do it. All right. Fighting raging winds and blinding snow, Woody makes his way to the back of the ranch house, up a cottonwood tree, and onto the roof, then across it to the chimney. Can you see it, Woody? Yeah, it's about six feet down. I can't tell what it is, but boy, it sure is big. It's huge as a hot tub full of jelly. Can you knock it loose? I'm going to try. Here goes. Oh, ah. Any luck, Woody? No, it's really wedged in there, Ranger. Oh. What's that moaning sound? Oh. I don't know. It must be the wind. Try to loosen it again, Woody, and this time give it all you got. All right, here goes. Oh, oh. oh that did it. <clears throat> I'm coming down. That did it indeed, for even as Woody spoke, Charlie Claus came crashing down the chimney and into a roaring fire. And the instant he hit, the cheap, untreated Santa suit burst into flames. And as the fiery blaze leaped about him and his flames ringed his fake beard, it suddenly dawned on a stunned Charlie that he was about to become a human torch. He leaped up like a bat out of Pete Rose's collection, dashed out of the house, blazed by the startled riders, and disappeared into the swirling snowstorm. Hey, was that who I think it was? It sure looked like him, Slim. Woody, you idiot! That was Santa Claus and you just torched him! Gosh, I didn't have any idea, Slim. Folklore! Myth! No Santa Claus! Well, there is a Santa Claus and you roasted him! You're the most hated man in the world, Woody! Slim. I'm gonna Slim, beat you! Easy, boys, easy, boys. Things aren't always what they seem. Side meat, what's that you've got there? Well, Santa's pack, he dropped it as he flew by. Well, that's some consolation. Woody! Bring it inside and let's have a look at it. Oh, oh. Okay, let's open up that bag, side me. Well, uh, let's see. Looks like it's full of TVs, VCRs, and Nintendo. Wait a minute. Let's have a look at those. He was bringing us a new TV, VCR, and Nintendo. Well, I don't think so, Slim. These are all used and they have different brands on them. You mean like Sony, Panasonic, Zenith? No, I mean like B Bar B, Circle 7, and Flying A. B Bar B, that's Bobby Benson's place. Yeah, Circle 7 is Corey Cook's place. Yeah, and everyone knows the Flying A is Gene's place. Boys, this stuff is stolen. <gasps> stolen? <gasps> what can that mean, Ranger Doug? That means he took them. <gasps> Santa Claus? That was no Santa Claus, Woody. That was a fake. <gasps> well, what are we waiting for? Let's get him! Good idea. Come on, boys. Yeah, let's try right. There's no time at all to saddle up and take out after the fireball phony Santa. Fortunately, the storm was abating, and while, yes, there was over four feet of snow on the ground, the trail was very easy to follow because the snow had melted wherever Charlie's flaming flying feet had touched the ground. Looks like the herd. Looks like he's headed to town, Ranger Doug. I thought as much... Meanwhile, sightings of a mysterious light in the east begin to be reported to the high sheriff. Yep, high sheriff drive-off, Big. What is it now? A light in the east? More like a comet than a star? Mm, I think I know what's going on. No, I don't need a posse. Matter of fact, it ought to be passing my window just about now. <laughs> yep, that is it, all right. I've got to go because I know right where it's headed. That water trough in front of the dry gold saloon. I've seen this happen before. Faithful listeners to Riders Radio Theater will know that Charlie's resemblance to a flaming comet is a reoccurring phenomenon around these parts. Unfaithful listeners should pause now and reflect on the error of their ways. 
Okay, now back to our story. Sheriff Drywall is right on target as usual. For the very moment he hangs up the phone, the blazing Santa comedy merges from an alley nearby and leaps for the water trough in front of the Dry Gulch Saloon, which, of course, is frozen. But fortunately for Charlie, he skids off into an enormous snowbank. And the flames are quickly extinguished by the melting snow. Moments later, while Charlie is still cooling down, High Sheriff Drywall arrives on the scene with riders in the sky, right on his heels. Then the saloon door opens and drawn by all the commotion, out steps Slocum. Hey, what's all the racket out? Oh, howdy, boys, what's up? We're about to find that out, Slocum. Uh We sure are. Let's see what's in this melted snowbank here for starters. Huh. Why, it's Charlie. Huh. What happened to you there, Charlie? Ah, oh, shut up. Man, Charlie, you look like you were wearing a flammable Santa suit or something and sat down in a fireplace. I said <laughs> shut up. You know, for $10 more, Charlie, that suit could have been treated with a flame retardant chemical. <laughs> Would have made it virtually fireproof. Shut up. What? Ten bucks. Only an idiot would play Santa in a flammable suit, right, boys? Boy, I'll say. Yeah, only an idiot. Slocum! Shut up, Charlie. Slocum bought that suit for you, didn't he, Charlie? Charlie, shut up. Shut up, Charlie. And Slocum sent you around to pretend you were Santa Claus and then steal all the TVs, VCRs, and Nintendos in the valley, didn't he? Charlie, just say no. Ten dollars, Slocum. Just ten lousy dollars. Charlie, I didn't figure it would matter. My wildest dreams. I didn't figure nobody built a fire in their fireplace on Christmas Eve. What's this world coming to? You'd better do your duty, Sheriff Drywall. If what they've said isn't incriminating enough, this pack of stolen goods that Charlie dropped back at our ranch, along with what you'll no doubt find inside the Dry Gulf Saloon, should be more than enough to send these bushwhackers away for a good long stretch. Yeah, about ten to twenty, I'd say. Come on, you two. I hate to lock anybody up on Christmas Eve, but you brought it on yourselves. And so men of goodwill restored peace to the snow-covered valley, and Christmas proceeded on schedule as it should. Using the amazing speed of Turbo, Turbo, the wonder horse of the West, Ranger Doug quickly returned all the stolen goods before most folks even knew they were gone. And yes, Santa Claus, the real Santa Claus, emerged from the collective unconscious and visited every home in the valley before sunrise. Wait, but, but, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Texas Bix. You're forgetting something. What There's a time bomb that's going to go off at 1 p.m. on Christmas Day. You can't leave that in the story. You're exactly right, Too Slim, and it's time to find out now as we present the epilogue. Oh. It is now 12.58 p.m. on Christmas Day. While the rest of the valley has the day off, the city jail is open for business, and High Sheriff Drywall Paul has taken good care of his prisoners. You boys doing all right in there? Swell. Ah, shut up. Well, you're going to be even better in a minute. Looky here, I brought you a little clock radio. We can listen to the R.A. Fessenden anniversary show, you know? (laughs) He was the first guy to ever broadcast music, fellas. Yeah, don't say. Whoop-dee-doo. Let's see now, there's an outlet around here somewhere. Charlie, that radio looks familiar. Yeah. Hey, Sheriff, where'd you get that radio? What? Oh, uh, it was in a sack full of stolen goods we caught Charlie with last night. There's no name on it. Just a card that said... Do not open till 1 p.m. on December 25th. Uh, what? Boss, wasn't that that no. clock you gave me? Welcome. I figured we could use it here in the jail if somebody claims it. Here's an outlet. Let's oh, see if No, no, out. Sheriff, throw that out. thing away. No, not till we Sheriff. see whether it works or not. There, Wait. plug in now. Don't, Let's see if it works. Don't, don't, don't get rid of it. Don't, don't do it. What do you mean? It works fine. Oh. 
You're listening to a program of pre-recorded Christmas accordion music. Oh. At the tone, the time will be 1 p.m. Sayonara, kiss it goodbye, oh, Charlie. So long. Hey, you boys, Nerd. Shut up. I want to hear this. And now to commemorate the first radio broadcast ever, here is Gnove's Oh Holy Night. Wait a minute. Why didn't we blow up? Charlie, you still alive? Yeah, boss. Am I still alive? Sure are. That bomb was foolproof. It should have gone off and killed us. Why didn't it? I don't know, Slogan. Texas Bigs talked about Santa coming last night. Maybe it was a Christmas miracle. Ah, miracle. Don't give me that. None of this makes sense. I just don't get it. Yukon never does. And so as Christmas Day draws to a close, there are those who get it and those who don't. But keep this in mind, Saddle Pals, if you live your life the cowboy way, you will always get it. And now, here again, are America's favorite Christmas cowboys, Riders in the Sky, with Joey the Carol and Calpoke the King. Thank you, Saddle Pals. Thank you. And I think, think if we hurry up, we can get to our wonderful Christmas medley. It starts with a tune by the living legend, Woody Paul, and then we have a sing-along for all of you to join in with. Snowflakes, stockings, and sleigh bells, reindeer ribbons and wreaths. Icicles, tricycles, custard cakes and candy These things are Christmas to me Christmas cards, carols and candles Fruitcake, families and fun Laughter and loving and last minute shopping For a very special one Mistletoe, mufflers, and mittens Presents piled high neath a tree Hustle and bustle and rustle of wrapping These things are Christmas to me And don't forget old Santa with a sleigh full of toys A bright star above to remind us of the joy of caring and sharing and children these things are christmas to me these things are christmas to me 